Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and, of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. I hate to say it, guys, we're in the offseason. Jeez, thanks a lot. Once I mean, it, again. It, it comes at you hard. I mean, you, 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 you know, that Thanksgiving week is a lot to get crammed in to cover a game Friday. Yeah. You have your Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And here we are, Tuesday after the season, in the offseason, um, but as they've called it now, it's silly season in college football yeah. between coaching changes, assistant coach changes, uh, but the transfer portal. And, and, and that's what's going on right now for Nebraska and every coach in the country. Um, this week is a dead period in recruiting. So Matt Rule um, will meet with his entire team Monday through Thursday, uh, which is the recruiting dead period. And then starting on December 1st, Friday, the coaches can go out uh, for 16 days and conduct in-home visits, school visits, um, with seniors and also transfer portal targets. So it, it's going to get hot and heavy. Um, great time as well to try out HuskerOnline.com. We do have a great special for our YouTube viewers here. Get two months, not just one, two months for a dollar by using promo code NU1. Um, that's a special promo we've got right now. So uh, check that out, guys. But, man, I, I just don't know where to start with the offseason discussion and you know, the quarterback approach and, and, and where things go because the transfer portal will open officially on Monday. You can start every conversation right now with Nebraska's quarterback situation because that's, I mean, come on. That's what mm-hmm. we're they, – they weren't a bad team this year. They lost a lot of guys on offense early, August and September. But they had a good shot to be a bull team. And it wasn't because the quarterback – play <laughs> I mean, that's it, it was without, in spite of yeah. the quarterback play yeah this team did a pretty good job to get where it was but they had i mean matt rule and satterfield marcus have to get this quarterback room squared away to where it's not a liability and it's it can be something that drives the team forward not backward mm-hmm. that's that's i mean is that what is that is that fair yeah. is that fair sean no it's the most important position in sports for a reason yep Nebraska needs one or they got to figure out what they're going to do there. You see it all over the place. You see it in pros. You see mm-hmm. franchises, NFL franchises, dragged back by quarterback play. As a New York Giants fan, I can yeah. firmly relate to yeah. this. Yes. Well, and, <laughs> and I think it's it's really hard to wrap your arms around the situation at Nebraska because they thought they had their guy, Jeff Sims, and it was a disaster. I mean, let's call it what it is. Jeff Sims. Ooh, that's harsh. With the NIL money. That's not, not untrue. And – the turnover situation, the way the first two games started out, it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Heinrich Harburg was able to stabilize the season, get it going. Um, they, he made mistakes, but they ended up not being costly. And then he gets hurt, gets banged up because of his style, and then they go to Chubba Purdy. Um, it's just really hard to make a case. Chubba, of the three, I think Chubba Purdy is the one you're like, all right, with more development and him getting healthy, yep. you know, that's the guy. But – you still have to get a portal guy, and if you get a portal guy, what does that do to the other guys in the room? What is the future of Jeff Sims? I don't think anybody really knows that right now. Mm-hmm. Does Jeff Sims move on? He's got to graduate. He's got to get that degree in December. So when they put out those lists on who graduates, that's a big one to watch. And by the way, Cheva Purdy does graduate as well in December, yeah. which would make him eligible uh, to be a, tr- a double transfer because he's already transferred once. Yeah, you just got to wonder if they do go the portal route, which I think we all expect. Like, How heavily do they dive into the portal do they do it like they did last year and go and handpick a guy and say here here's the keys to the car it's your team now backfired on him in a big way last year and then you have three guys currently on the roster with starting experience yeah that's fascinating that all you know it's fascinating i guess a part of winning teams or winning games so that 
it makes it a very interesting dynamic where I think the first dominoes that need to fall is who's going to come back and what are you going to do with Jeff Sims? And when you do go get your portal guy, how many of the other guys are going to Harbrook or Purdy are going to want to stick it out and continue to compete when they could probably go find somewhere where they have a, a clear path to a starting job. Again, though, power five, maybe not. You saw what happened with the last guys that left. Casey Thompson didn't even get power five. He didn't. No, you better be pretty so, yeah. proven with numbers and data. Of the ones, I think Purdy would be the one because he's got some good film late. He's got the he, name. And he's got the name. So there's going to be some fascination. But I don't think Heinrich Harbour could just go to another Power Five. No. And like, He'd be Logan Smothers. And I, I obviously Jeff Sims, I think his options will be limited. I mean, once, if he yeah, if or the when. The book's he, out on him right now. I mean, the, his stats are remarkable. I mean, six interceptions and 47 passes, that – you can go through, and I've seen it. I've seen the stats. You go, you can go through thousands of quarterbacks, and that's you don't see it. You see it once or twice Three out of thousands-seven times in a game without a pick. Right. <laughs> think right. how far yeah. that Colorado game. Just think how fast it fell apart. Yeah. yeah. Like as Nebraska was laying quote body blows, you and I nudged each other and we're like, God, I said, yeah, they're getting it going. They're getting Nebraska's it going. Getting going. Gabe Irvin, yeah. and, and all of a sudden he turned it over and just. The way Blew the Minnesota up. game ended. Blew I mean, up the game. And that's, hey, the difference from Nebraska is that much. Look, yeah. who was the last team to get the bowl spot at 5-7? and seven? Minnesota. Minnesota. Who beat Nebraska 13-10 to 10 in a last-second field goal? Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. That's how close Nebraska oh, is. I know, but I, I wouldn't mean, hang They're on that. that cliff. They're on that cliff right now. They are. Three 13-10 losses on last-second field goals is what kept Nebraska from going to a bowl game. One yeah. of those three. Yeah, one thing we disagree on staunchly, Sean, is five and seven bull teams. I don't. No, I'm saying they should have got to six. They should have yeah. got to six, yeah. and Minnesota's sitting at home. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, I'll buy that. And their quarterback, by the way, I won't even try to get his last name right. Ethan uh, Kaliak Manis. Is in the transfer portal. How about that? How about that? He's not that bad. I mean, I'd give him a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Minnesota, this something doesn't feel right in Minneapolis either. Um, P.J. Fleck, I need, with the – the Big Ten West going away, the lack of NIL mm-hmm. at Minnesota compared to other teams in this league. I, uh, it doesn't feel right. You're it right. Does, it I, I mean, I think Fleck would get out of there if he could. Because if you're not equipped with NIL, luckily Nebraska is. They've got a very good NIL situation going on right now. Yeah, five and seven won't get Fleck out of there. But I think if he would have won nine or ten, I think he would have moved on. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that – I'm not saying that independently of hearing things. I mean, I I talk to people like you guys do, but five and seven, he's stuck there. And going to the quarterback conversation, you know, Nebraska is looking for a quarterback in the transfer portal. Well, so is pretty much every other team That's in the country the right now. Right. And there's a bunch of teams with resources that can make yeah. promises and pay a bunch of money to go get those guys. So it's you know, Sean always makes the re- the comparison. It's not like you're going grocery shopping where you can just get a. Just oh, pick, I want this yeah. quarterback. No, <laughs> that quarterback you. wants to pick you. Right, and I, this begs a question. How much anymore, if you were a head coach, if you were running a program, would you hire an offensive coordinator and then ask him, now, how, do you have connections to quarterbacks? I oh, mean, yeah. Because if, if you're a coordinator, a quarterbacks coach, with no connections to quarterbacks and you're just relying on traditional recruiting, mm-hmm. it feels tenuous to me. You're, you're like behind. If, if you could go to Satterfield and say, hey, what do you got? You got some guys? Mm-hmm. That would be great. Because there are coordinators, I'm telling you, and Sean knows this, there are coordinators out there ah. that can say, yeah, if you hire me, I can bring a guy. Mm-hmm. Or I can bring two guys. But, I, now, I mean, I think as in this new world we're in in college football, connections to talent are, are critical. Well, how much if you take a guy, how, much, how many guys will that cost you on your current roster? And are you okay with that? Yeah, that's another, mm-hmm. that's another thing. Are you okay with an eye for an eye? Yeah. Or in some cases, an eye for two eyes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you might lose two quarterbacks for one. Yeah. Everybody wants God, to start. I know. It's, 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 it's not easy. I mean, you know what you hope? God dang, I'm going to say something that's going to drive you crazy. I would hope that Chuba could become the guy. You got him on campus. He knows the offense. He knows the personnel around him. He's, he's, you know, he's a third-year guy in the program. I just would hope that you could develop him like like the broncos new staff has developed russ wilson went from 16 to 11 touchdown to um, interception ratio to 20 to 4 
mainly because they dialed things back and coached him up and made him get rid of some some parts of his game. Can you do that? Can you just coach? Can you coach Chuba up and say, "Look, you got to have a big off season because we need you." We all we also though are bringing in a guy. Now I don't know if you can do that because it seems like when you bring in a guy, you got to make certain promises to him in, in terms of first team reps. Man, it gets complicated. I mean, it's a it's a really tricky tricky wire you have to walk as a head coach. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk more about the coaching staff and and you know, are, are there some shakeups we could see? Could Matt Rule kind of move some chess pieces around so to speak as he builds his um, year 2 version of Nebraska? We'll hit on that and and we are going to talk some volleyball. Abby Barmore will uh, get us ready for the NCAA tournament and Robin Washett will get us ready for Creighton in Nebraska on Jeez. Sunday. That's all next on this week's edition of the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Before we get into some more football discussion here, uh, this segment of the Husker Online Show, brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Um, and, you know, they've got a great thing right now with Black Friday and Cyber Monday this week. 50% off site wide, uh, plus an additional $30 off with promo code Husker at checkout. And let me tell you, who doesn't like steaks? I mean, I, I can tell you if I sent Steve Sipple a box of filet mignons from Omaha Steaks, game over. Oh, it's one of the best. This is one of the best gifts imaginable. It is. It's easy to get. They ship it to you. And there, there's your gift. You mm-hmm. get it for five different people in your family. Well, I will say, in their company president CEO, a college friend of mine, Nate Rempe, a big Husker Dropping basketball names fan. over there, Sean. Hey, he's a, no, he's a season <laughs> ticket holder at Nebraska basketball <laughs> fan. So, um, you, you know, they're Omaha Steaks. They're a worldwide company. God, um, look at that. But great, great oh, holiday God. deals. You cannot go wrong. It's more than just steaks, too. I mean, you can get desserts, side items, yep. chicken, pork, yep. um, but the steaks. Uh, we, we actually cooked some uh, bacon wrap sirloins Whoa. the other night, and Lisa's like, where are these steaks from? Like, yeah. Omaha Steaks. They're legit. I mean, they were really, really good steaks. So, once again, 50% off right now site-wide, plus an additional $30 off with promo code HUSKER when you check out at Omaha Steaks. Dot com. Thank you again to Omaha Steaks um, for sponsoring us here over the holiday season on the Husker Online Show. Okay, let's get in that staff discussion because I think we're all fascinated by this. There's a few things that we're watching. Obviously, Tony White is a name that's been up for some jobs. Syracuse is going to hire Fran Brown, who also Fran Brown coincidentally is a Matt Rule disciple. Fran Brown. He's the guy that led Matt Rule. Uh, to a lot of those Georgia Bulldog players. Okay. Syracuse so, going to hire him? Yes. Is that right? So Syracuse. Gonna, they nailed, nailed that down already? Well, it's been reported that he's the guy. Really? I don't know Fran if they've announced. Brown. Younger they, guy, right? I don't know if they've announced as a school, but really, really good assistant coach. Happens hmm. to also be a Matt Rule disciple with Northeast ties. So now that leaves Tony White. We know he's interviewed at San Diego State. That's been reported by the San Diego Union Tribune. That's correct, Sean. Um did I get my newspaper right there? You did. <laughs> Good job. A couple holiday bowls, read those in some hotel lobbies oh, over yeah. the years. Yep. Um, but Tony White interviewing at San Diego State. And then the other thing I'm watching, guys, is Josh Martin, tight ends coach. What will happen with that? He's in the interim tag. Will they bump him up to full? Or will Rule use that Bob Wager situation from August as an opportunity to maybe kind of do a little shuffling? Shuffling meaning perhaps... <laughs> oh well, I mean, what? Come on, let's this say what's on everybody's mind. This is a question for the highly paid columnist. Yeah, I mean, what's on everybody's mind is maybe you <laughs> shuffle and try to find a quarterbacks coach, and you shift. It's an easy shift. Shift Marcus Satterfield to offensive coordinator slash tight ends instead of offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks. 
it's not unfair to suggest. It's not unfair for for it to be analyzed because of Nebraska's immense problems with turnovers from the quarterback position. It's, I think, I mean, you really got to look at it. If, I mean, I'm, it, it's almost, I'm almost to a point where I just say you got to make a change. Yeah. I hate it because I, I think Satterfield has good intentions. I think he's a good coach. But there was a, I would call it a pretty epic failure this year in the turnover category. Nebraska leads the country with 31, and most of them come from quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's it's a remarkable situation. Usually remarkable situations lead to change. Well, and the fact that it was, you know, all three quarterbacks struggle right. with the same issue. So what's the one common denominator? Right. It's coaching. Well, Rule said that himself. Yeah, and so, you know, Rule, obviously, he's, he's the guy that always says, put the blame on me, but... You know, your OC is the guy supposed to be working with the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So that's a direct reflection on his work. And yeah. so if you have that opportunity, I think, to maybe take some of that off Satterfield's plate. Maybe we can yeah. focus some more on, on some, some bigger picture offensive things and have someone completely dialed into working with those quarterbacks, working on their mechanics and, and their decision-making with the football, both holding on to it and where they throw it. Uh, that might be uh, the best-case scenario as far as potential – reshuffling, as we say, of this offensive staff. Well, what about the play-calling duties? So it'd be one thing, because number one, Marcus Satterfield makes $1.4 million on a three-year contract, guaranteed. Um, so he's locked into a contract. Um, so I, I can't imagine that being changed. So would you, if you did something like this, would you do co-coordinators? I don't, I don't think so. I wouldn't. Or would you just keep Satterfield as a coordinator, have him work with tight ends, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. Now, well, Josh Martin theoretically could still stay here. Right. And here's, just go back to the analyst role. Here's the deal. This is where you have to defend Satterfield a little bit. The, the, the whole thing. The injuries. You could, the injuries and what he had to work with. Mm-hmm. Even before that long list of injuries started in August and September, we didn't think Nebraska was all that gifted personnel-wise. And then they got hit by injuries. Mm-hmm. So Satterfield, if you're defending him, you would say, well, what did he have to work with? Yeah. And some of those turnovers are just a product of not having much to work with. He didn't – these weren't his quarterback. Well, Sims was. That's the, now, that, now that, that's a huge strike against that's Satterfield. Yeah, Sims, Jeff, is a huge strike against Marcus Satterfield and well, Rule. Yeah, that, that was their guy, Jeff Collins, that suggested or Georgia led them. Tech, yeah. And, and were there other quarterbacks even in discussion – or did all the chips go right to Jeff Sims? And do you remember, you guys, you got to think back. They sold him really well. They sold Jeff Sims really well. I mean, I recall that conversation we had in, in Texas. Belton, Texas with Satterfield, where he was very convincing about Sims' ability and, and the strides he has made. It was, and I, you know, and that's what you do. I get it. That's what, that's what, that's what you do as a coach generally. But, you don't have to be as complimentary as Satterfield was. You don't have you can dial it back a little bit. He wasn't dialing anything back. And maybe I always thought in the back of my mind was maybe what he's doing is through the media trying to bolster Sims' confidence, knowing that he's had issues. And maybe if we just pump him full of confidence, that can help. Maybe that's a lesson learned on his end too. Right. Where uh, everything you say in front of a microphone or otherwise uh, here at Nebraska is going to be blown up to epic proportions. And it was. One well, way or the other. And they, so they also saw enough from Sims to tell Casey Thompson that it'd be you're not going to get a great look mm-hmm. if you stick around. I mean, or he didn't like what he heard, right, Rob? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I, that's a hard one to get a hold, hand well, on. Well, did he just leave on his own accord is what I'm – Casey. Did he just say, I'm out? My read has always been Casey wanted – you know, uh, some assurances that he was going to have an opportunity. Now, Casey Thompson got hurt. He's out for he was out for the season anyway. So, yeah. um, I and anyway. they they wanted a runner. They wanted a physical guy that could run because they knew their limitations already on offense, even God. before the injuries. So they thought the quarterback run game would help them to an extent. And Casey couldn't really execute that physically. No, he could do it for a game or two, but. Could he have gone 12 games with the hits those quarterbacks think, took? Think of the hits. No. Think of the hits that Harburg took. Yeah. And could Casey take those at his size and his injury history? I don't well, think Well, Casey so. took a shoulder injury but and he played through it. Here's the deal, though. They wouldn't be running Casey Thompson like they did Harburg. You talk about the limitations. 
they had to run Harburg like that because he was so limited as a thrower. And when you think about what this offense was this season, it was three different schemes. They had a scheme with Jeff Sims and what he could do. They had a scheme with Harburg and what he can do. And they had a scheme with Purdy for what he could do. Mm-hmm. And all were extremely limited in one way or another. So if you want to go back to defending Satterfield and, and mm-hmm. Rule with how they called plays this season, a lot of it had to do with what they could and could not do mm-hmm. with three different quarterbacks over the course of 12 well, games. It's only fair. It's only fair to consider that when you're talking about Satterfield. But what I've done is make the distinction between Satterfield as the play caller and Satterfield as the quarterback's coach. Mm-hmm. And Satterfield, I make, I make the distinction because of the turnovers. You, you couldn't get that under control. I mean, that, it's just surprising to me. It never got, it never got under control. Right to the end. And it cost them dearly in those last four games. Mm-hmm. In the last four games, turnovers killed them. All right, when we come back, we will discuss and get you ready uh, for Nebraska basketball versus Creighton. Um, the Huskers are off to a 7-0 and start. Rob, their best start since 91-92? 92-93. 92-93. Close. 91-92 was the outstanding year they had, right? The mm. really, really good year. Uh, when they Pi- were 26-8 in 90-91. I can't remember what they were in 91-92. But, yes, that run was... <laughs> Rich King. The highlight of the program. Well, they got off to it. In 90-91, they got off to an incredible start. Mm-hmm. I think Murray State, and this is where my freak memory comes into play, beat them. And that was like their only early loss. I don't know that. It's only I, the fifth time in program history they've ever been 7-0. Murray State had a guy, I believe, named Popeye Jones back in the day. Mm-hmm. Good God, Sean. I, I'm just showing off here. But yeah, on that you're note, just running the break. score now. Uh, when we come back, you're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washa. Before we get into some Creighton, Nebraska basketball talk, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Nuts.com. And let me tell you, if you're looking just to order snacks for your house, your office, holiday parties, um, we're hooked. I mean, we, we've pretty much cleared out all the nuts.com that's been brought to our office already. I, I've got, I did make my own order. I got more coming this week, guys, hmm. Um, hmm. because I had a great special on nuts.com. Get some of that dark chocolate for Cyber Monday um, this week in Black Friday. See that? Hey, see that sea salt, dark chocolate sea salt? Well, I did a basket. So I did like this giant gift basket because it was on special. And it was 40% off. Sounds good, but look at the dark chocolate sea salt. I think they're going to be in the basket. Okay. Like, there's gonna, I mean, this basket's got like 30 things coming. Let's ramp it up, Sean. My <laughs> only request, Steve Sipple, open the bag properly. Yeah. <laughs> Not like an animal? Yes. They have reusable. Oh, come on, Rob. There's a civilized way of doing okay. this. Okay. Don't tear open with your teeth the whole bag. It's <laughs> like a Bless you. It's like a possum digging through the <laughs> Yeah, like a possum. But... We got a deal with nuts.com as well. If you just angry go possum. and simply use, um, go to nuts.com slash Husker. And if you order $29 or more, they will throw in free shipping and a free gift as well, um, a free bag of uh, products. So uh, that's nuts.com slash Husker for free shipping and a free gift. Uh, check them out. They're a proud sponsor here of the Husker Online Show. All right, Rob, let's get, let's get into the Creighton, Nebraska basketball game because – it's intriguing. I mean, I think Nebraska actually received votes in the poll this week. One yeah. vote. Uh, one, one guy voted them at what? 22, which okay. awarded them four points. So there's okay. confusion. They didn't receive four votes. They had one guy vote for them inside the top 25, which counted for four points. But they received a vote for the top 25. When's the last time they were? They, they, there were some times under Miles they probably were close. Oh, yeah. The beginning of the his last season, 2018 The Sioux Falls 19. season when they yeah, went there. After they beat up on Creighton and Oklahoma State, they were top 25. Oh, they were in it. Yeah. I don't remember how high they got, but that was the last time. Seems like 19 is the number that sticks in my brain. Yeah. And then the Copeland injury happened, right? 
That's it late. all fell apart. Yep. Copeland injury was during the season, later in the season. Mm. Yeah, they'd already kind of starting to slide. They just didn't have any depth, you know, and they got exposed. Eventually the start, starters started to wear down, and then Copeland got hurt, and they had a <laughs> they won two games in the Big Ten tournament somehow. God, they had talent, though. Uh, Roby and Roby. That and front Palmer. line was as good as they've had since knee. Roby, Palmer, Copeland. Watson. Wow. I mean, those that's three dudes now. Four but this dudes, game, it's great for it's such a big opportunity for the program. It's in Lincoln, red out, kind of a no-sit Sunday type feel going into this game. It's going to be great. I mean, I, I'm so excited to take my family and watch this game and, and, and see see the atmosphere. And if Nebraska can defend the perimeter game of Creighton, because you know they're going to shoot a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this is Nebraska, for this game to be what it currently is, they had to take care of business for the first seven games, and they did that. You know, they certainly had some – lulls uh, especially uh, last time out against Cal State Fullerton where you know they didn't look all that great but they still won by 13 so they did what they were supposed to do uh, now they've got some momentum some confidence they've got their lineup back and so all these things that you wanted to check off leading up to this point where the calendar flipped to December Creighton comes to town uh, and then the high majors start rolling in they've done it and so now you got a, a, a game against Creighton where you're expecting a packed PBA it's going to be Probably a hornet's nest in there with mm-hmm. the uh, buildup and anticipation for this one, especially with what happened up in Omaha last year. Um, you know, there's a little bit of juice now. And then you add in what happened to Creighton, where Colorado State rocked had em. their way with them. Rocked them. Held them to the lowest point since Nebraska last year. So 48, right? It showed that, you know, if you are physical and tough and can kind of dictate the pace and slow Creighton down and make life difficult for them on offense, you're going to have a chance to fluster them. Well, what did Nebraska do to Creighton last year? That exact blueprint. Yeah. What have they been doing to teams all season? That exact blueprint. Mm-hmm. So you look at the, the Ken Palm projections right now. They have Nebraska losing this game, but guess what? It's 73-72. <laughs> it's a coin toss. Mm-hmm. 40, Which, has it ever been that close in a long time? Um, no, probably. Probably not. Maybe the, the, the maybe the seventeen eighteen year or eighteen nineteen year. I mean, what's what's Creighton have point guard? Uh, I haven't well, done my Ashworth kid that Utah State transfer, right? Yeah, which yeah. he's not. I mean, he's okay. See, he's like, not Nemhart. When 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 Creighton came in here with Nemhart, he controlled the game mm-hmm. in, in PBA. It was mm-hmm. he was it was a virtuoso performance in the second half, and I just thought the point guard was a difference. But if they don't have that, that helps. Nebraska it helps Nebraska that they're old. I mean, mm-hmm. Nebraska is an old team, bunch of just old guys that will handle this fine you know i i mean that kim palm projection to me is right on when, i think, I think it's a game that goes down the last few possessions when's the last time nebraska beat creighton two years in a row rob i mean are you, are you going back to like 97 98 uh maybe not that far because i don't know i'd have to look i'm I mean, pretty sure i don't like, have that readily available right now but uh that's the thing if creighton's hitting their threes and they're playing with high tempo and that that freedom of moving offense is clicking they're there's, there's not very few teams in the country that can compete with them. But Nebraska has the recipe that I think that can combat that with the physicality in which they play with and the pace that they're able to dictate. This will be a huge game for Jamarcus Lawrence. Yeah. Now, he's gotten better and better every game that he's played. Mm-hmm. He's got a 12-0 to assist-to-turnover ratio over the last three games. He has not turned the ball over once big. over his last three outings. This is a guy that never played point guard before mm-hmm. until this season. So you're seeing that natural progression with him, and as a result, Nebraska's offense is really clicking. Over 80 points a game every game this season. Yeah, Rob, they have not. So the last time Nebraska beat Creighton two years in a row was 96 and 97. Wow. Or it was 95, 95, 96, 96, 97. So that, that, was, that was right. I mean, because I, I remember mm. the 98, 99 game. That's when Rodney Buford and Ryan Sears and, and Creighton had just kind of really got going. They made the tournament, they beat Louisville. And they beat Nebraska in the Civic. I was at that game. Um, as a, at the Civic. The Civic Auditorium. Which is no longer. The Civic is no longer. No. I'll be darned, Sean. But, you have an incredible memory. Well, so, we went to those I went to those games. I should remember this stuff, and I don't. So Creighton's got a big one before that, too, where Nebraska's off until Sunday. Creighton's got to go to Stillwater and play Oklahoma State, who, you know, they're, they're top. Three and three. Top 100. Yeah. Ken Palm team. That's a tough place to play, though. Yeah, and so and they're also coming off that, you know, twenty-one point loss. So you know they got to oh, figure yeah. themselves out. So that, um, 
again, opportunity is there. You look at, <laughs> we're talking about Ken Palm rankings. Nebraska's 46 right now. It's pretty good. It's been a long time since they've been that high. Mm-hmm. And so this is, you, you could not ask for a better opportunity if you're in Nebraska for this Creighton game. And, you know, looking ahead, too. You got Minnesota on the road as your first Big Ten road game um, next week. That's a winnable game. Mm-hmm. They're struggling right now. And mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of going through it a little bit. So that's an opportunity to go 1-0 in Big Ten. Then you got Michigan State at home. Just okay. They're, they're struggling. They're struggling. And then you got a Kansas State team where they've, you know, kind of taken a step or two back from their run last year. So, I mean, the What's table. Kansas State ranked? The table is set. Not ranked. They're, they're not, not in the Ken Palm. Like, where are they at in the Ken They're 41, so they're right there with Nebraska. They're right on par with Nebraska. And that's one of those games, like, will there be a big student presence at Bramlage, I would assume, on a Sunday? I would think for that game. I mean, I mean they turn out well for basketball. I mean, though. Kansas, obviously, basketball in the state of Kansas is yeah. huge. And I mean, you watch those Kansas State games on like Big Monday. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's alive. It's alive. I'm just curious what kind of atmosphere that will be in Bramlage. It'll mm. be good. It'll be a great atmosphere on Sunday. For oh, I mean, it will be sixteen thousand. It'll be yeah. mm-hmm. it'll be the hardest Nebraska basketball ticket to get. And in Nebraska's while. already calling officially for a red out, so that hopefully means they're going to get the all red Nebraska jerseys versus the all blue Creighton jerseys. I love that combination. All right. Perfect. Big day for Robin Washington, and we'll even get Steve Sipple in the arena. Oh, oh yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, I wouldn't miss it. I wouldn't miss it. All right. Well, uh, make sure you follow Robin's coverage and Sip's column as well um, of Nebraska Creighton on Sunday. When we come back, Abby Barmore will join the show. We'll talk volleyball later with Abby, but we're going to hit questions in the mailbag next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, and Steve Sipple. Before we get into the mailbag, this segment of the program brought to you by who? Larson Motors. Looking for a new vehicle? Go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all the major brands in one location. Finding your new Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram has never really been easier. Start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com. That is LarsonMotorGroup.com or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. All right, let's get into the mailbag because we've got a lot to cover here, Abby. Where are we starting off at? Are you surprised by the lack of Huskers on the all Big Ten defensive teams? Um, a little, but again, I, I was a voter, and it is really tough um, because you have to dictate stats and numbers and like ability, but also success on teams. And a lot of times, all conference teams, you lean towards more success. So, like, Michigan's a great one to look at because – they hardly had to play any snaps this year because they blew everybody out, um, and they played a style of offense that held the football. So they had they didn't have to be on the field a lot. So, so they didn't have great stats. So none of their guys are going to have elite stats. Mm-hmm. But finally, the last two weeks, we've seen Jim Harbaugh three weeks. His team kind of turned things loose um, with three pretty tough games against Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. I hope that voters poured over it like you did and not just – looked at the stats and said, okay, here's the guys. Because it isn't – stats can be really misleading. And you're right. If, I mean, if it's me, my tendency would be to look at the very top teams in the league, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and Iowa. Look at their defenses and lean toward those guys. You'd have to be careful with that. Um, but I bet they're well represented. They should be. Yeah. Because the, the, the Michigan's defense was – I mean, you saw it in Lincoln. What would that look like to you? Yep. It looked like every guy in the team could be all Big Ten. Did we say who Nebraska got on the all Big Ten? Luke Gifford. Luke Reimer, Luke Reimer was sorry. a third team uh, all Big Ten by the coaches. That's so it. Not, and then so they had Reimer was an honorable mention by the media, Jamari Butler, Omar Brown, Isaac Gifford, Tommy Hill, Nash Hutmaker, Quinton Newsom, and Ty Robinson, surprisingly, were all honorable mentions. Honorable mention. Ty came on a little late, right? He wasn't dominant early. He became... His season got better as, as it progressed. Mm. He was playing his best football at the end. And if so, he would have played like that all the way through. I'm saying If I'm picking a Nebraska defender to be the lone representative on an all-conference team, Robinson. it's Ty Robinson. I had Ty Robinson in my 12. 
And you're 12 like, what? Do you, you get to pick 12 D-linemen. Okay. And I did have him in my 12. Okay. Um, I put him in there. Um, I, I don't want to get into like how I rank guys, but he made my 12. But did he make it easily? It would have been like if he would have made it, it would have been 13. Yeah. Because, again, like – you're talking about some of the best teams in the country. Absolutely. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah, I mean, Penn State's and defense is ridiculous. Those three teams are going to command 60 or – in Iowa, through Iowa. Those three teams are probably going to command 65% of the spots. Right. And that's fair. Let's face it. That's fair. And then Penn State's defense is, is ridiculously talented. Then you're going to have the spot players that make it, like Nubbin from Minnesota, great defensive back. Sure. Newton from Illinois. Wollers from Wisconsin. Yeah, those are the guys. And then – you know, Scorton from Purdue, I, I thought he was one of the best players all year. Outside linebacker. He was second team. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, and then Jenkins didn't make anything. Yeah, those two guys, if people would just flash back to the Purdue-Nebraska game, those guys were very dominant in that game, numbers-wise, and just they showed up. Well, and their numbers were as high as anybody in the conference. But th- that's an example of their numbers weren't as respected in the big picture. But let's let's get into the next one. What do you got, Abby? Will Nebraska pursue K-State quarterback transfer Will Howard? Mm. Never say never, but the early tea leaves from on three's Pete Nakos already say that um, it's Louisville, it's Washington, it's Kentucky, um, some other teams in Missouri there. Missouri in there? Missouri was in there. Um, no Nebraska. Yeah, And he's also, has it ruled out, jumping to the NFL too. Jeez. So Look at the list the of teams. This is what you're dealing with if you're Nebraska. It's a pretty impressive list. Jeff Brom, Kellen DeBoer. Yeah, yep. the best two quarterback whispers, arguably two of the best in the game. It's complex. It's a complicated discussion. I mean, it's not going to be easy. Like, to get what a do guy. you if Kellen DeBoer and Jeff Brom say we can teach you and work with you to play quarterback, or do you want to come to Nebraska? Come on, I mean, it's it's the NIL and the NIL thing doesn't really matter. Yeah, like when you're talking about development and getting to the next level, what's another fifty or hundred grand? No, and even then, I I don't think some of those guys. It's all about the money. I think it's about the best opportunity to develop to yep. be a better yeah, player. The short-term reward is often overshadowed by the long-term benefit. If you can get someone that can, for one, make you succeed to where you can have other opportunities to make money while you're in college, but then more importantly, get you groomed for the league and make a lot more money over the next 10 years, that's where it's going to win out. Hmm. All right, what do you got next, Abby? What is something under the radar that surprised you the most about the Huskers this season, and what was the biggest disappointment in year one? The big miss of Jeff Sims was my biggest surprise. Like, mm-hmm. just I, I just didn't was. expect it to be this wrong. Something under the radar good was Ben Hart. I mean, I don't know Bryce mm-hmm. Ben Hart. I don't know that we any of us expected that Ben Hart would be the most highly graded player on offense. The star, highest graded starter. Yeah, highest graded starter, not on the offensive line, on the offense. Mm-hmm. I would. I didn't necessarily see that coming. I didn't. I didn't think he was a bad player, but I didn't see him being the most highly graded offensive player. Yeah, the the turnovers. Uh, yeah. I mean, just across the board, quarterbacks, running backs, pretty much anybody that touched a football just couldn't hold on to it. I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined thirty-one turnovers in twelve games. I mean, that's just a stunning number. And positive, uh, pleasant surprise, Tommy Hill. I mean, he emerged as a lockdown corner. And this was a guy that got run off last year. So, I mean, <laughs> his, my feelings on Tommy Hill. his resurgence is uh, uh, one of the bright spots. It's interesting. Season. I didn't – it doesn't surprise me. I, I've just always thought he was a good player. I know he struggled last year, but – But just where he was is for just a headspace. Well, and Travis right. Fisher is not a blow-smoke kind of guy, and he was so high on mm. Tommy Hill. And yeah, he just, lost his way last year. Well, Georgia the, Southern. Georgia Southern really rocked him. The whole defensive staff early last year lost its way, which led to the change to bring Bill Bush. I mean, it was kind of a disaster the first three games of the four games of the season. Yeah. Let's see. Disappointment for me, surprising disappointment, something I didn't expect would probably be Bushini, hmm. how, how up and down he was. Um, I, wouldn't, I would have expected that he would have had a very – like an all Big yeah. Ten type season. Yeah, I agree. He, he was what, he was among our top five punters when we ranked the Big Ten yeah. in the off season. I yeah. thought MJ Sherman would have done more. Yeah, I, um, I could see that. He, the, he wasn't bad. He played a lot of. Snaps. Wasn't bad, but like I thought he was going to be a captain. Javin Wright had a better year than MJ Sherman. Did you see that coming? I no, didn't. I didn't. But I, but here's the thing: I like Sherman. I do like him. He's a big physical player. He's very very. Intense. He's very. You can tell he's bought in. He, you're right. He didn't make the plays we probably anticipated, but I, I still like him as a player. And Billy Kemp's numbers were probably half of what we thought they were going to be. Yeah. A lot of it was the quarterbacks, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and let's face it, he's. I mean, he's playing. Look at what we we're just talking about. The defensive secondaries he's playing against. It's a little different than what he was facing in the ACC. It is. Yeah, those I don't guys mind are that. semi trucks back there. Yeah. All right, he, what do you got, Abby? He just uh, got rocked. It looks time. like we have time for one more. Okay, final question. What is your favorite moment or play from this season and one that you'll remember down the line? Ooh. Two blocked two block field goals against Iowa. I always remember that's rare. What about the one they got returned for yeah, a touchdown? Quentin Newsome run back where they high-fived along the sideline. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if it gets much better than that. That no, doesn't. Good point. That's a good um, one. One of the Purdue game, pretty much. Yeah, that was amazing. That was an amazing time. That was an amazing moment. The belly sure. option touchdown where they rules pointing to Osborne and the the skybox, like that was pretty good too. The option pass. Yeah, yeah. To to Malachi, the first the first belly G option mm-hmm. pass. Yeah, that was I, a moment. I know they lost moment. both games, but just the stage Nebraska was on the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, national oh. televised. God, it was a Colorado Fox. game. At Minneapolis, then big noon kickoff, Fox. Intense. I mean, the first two weeks, like Nebraska football was on a big of a stage as you could be on. Mm -hmm. Intense. It was really intense. And that's what's disappointing about the year, that they were given a great stage to catapult the rule era the first two weeks of the year. Especially Minnesota. I'll I'll remember that game for a long time, and I forget a lot of them. Uh, I do. I, sometimes I don't remember being at the games. But that game, they had it in the final five minutes. And we were saying, oh, they got this locked up. And then all of a sudden there was, a, there was a pick, and then there was a fumble. And you're like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding. Well, and then we find out the guy that made that field goal, he was the all-Big Ten kicker. I mean, that was not an easy kick they made to win the game. <laughs> and well, Tyler Newbin just changed the game. So Turnovers. Minnesota's two first-team all-Big Teners, their kicker and their safety, beat Nebraska. I mean, they made the plays. Nebraska, I would, I would offer that Nebraska beat itself in that game. Well, yeah, and then the, their best players will made the plays. Yeah. Where Nebraska, this is a team that doesn't have an all-Big Ten player, a first-teamer, second-teamer. That's a good point. We always talk about what gets teams over the top. Dudes. One of the leading things is when you have first-team all-Big Ten players to get you over the top. Huskers haven't had a first-team all-Big Ten defender since 2014, Randy Gregory. Ho, 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 ho. That is an amazing stat. And very telling. That is very telling. Because that's what gets you over the Ten top. years. She made Christmas, right. Sean. No on wonder that, that you're the publisher. On, on, <laughs> on that note, we're going to talk about a brighter spot in our day. Nebraska volleyball, number one seed in the tournament. Uh, we'll get the full rundown from Abby Barmore next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, Abby Barmore. We're going to talk some Nebraska volleyball. Uh, but before we get to that, once again, we've got a great special for our YouTube listeners. Get not one month, get two months of Husker Online access for $1. That's the best deal you're going to get. And it's only being offered here on YouTube. Um, so take advantage of that promo by using promo code NU1. That's promo code NU1 to receive two months, $4. Okay, let, let's get into it, Abby. That's a good um, Christmas present, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas for a dollar, Steve Sipple. That's pretty damn good. You're hooked up. It's yeah. right in the budget. <laughs> it's like, give you, you, want, you once gave me that old Highway Diner gift card. I really appreciate that. <laughs> you better than that. You have an incredible memory. Um, Abby, Abby, Nebraska volleyball, number one seed. And I think some key things that jumped out, Wisconsin, Texas, Stanford, they will not see those teams until the possible national championship. So as far as the draw goes, I mean, was it about as good as you were hoping for Nebraska? Yeah, I think Nebraska got one of the best draws as a top seed. I mean, um, they have more of like an SEC flavor going for them. And Kentucky, who's the second seed in their section of the bracket nebraska swept them earlier this season and Mm. the wildcats have been getting better but i don't think there's anyone that nebraska should be scared to play i think just in general they could be anyone the only team i kind of hesitate on is wisconsin just because of how they handled them last time it was it was a definite beat down in the third set ouch it wisconsin hit two ninety. He, they hit 593 in the third set, which mm. was – it bumped Nebraska down to number three in opponent hitting hitting percentage for the first time all season. They led the country. 
So that was a big loss for them, but I also think it was important to get a loss out of the way so they don't have to worry about going undefeated anymore. And they did, you know, bounce back and play a little more free against um, Minnesota, who also made the tournament. But, yeah, the Huskers got a really good draw. And, you know, after they, you know, advance past the first and second rounds, they will either play Florida or Georgia Tech unless there's a big upset. And I think both of those teams are – very doable and it could be fun if the Huskers face Florida because that's where Merritt Beeson transferred from. Mm. So there's a lot of storylines to watch here. So you think who so you think Wisconsin's the second biggest threat to win it all? Or do you think they're the biggest threat to win it all? Who's the biggest threat to win Stanford? it all? Stanford? Um who you like? Abby? I would say from from what I've seen from like other media members, they've picked Wisconsin to beat Nebraska in the championship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I might I might agree with that, but nobody fire me or anything. Um, well, you're gonna get fired. <laughs> well, they've had they've had Nebraska's number. I mean, yeah. I, for a long time. And, you know, it took like an incredible for a long scene time. for them to win in Lincoln this year. Yeah, right. they had to win five sets. In the fourth and the fifth set were by two points. Mm-hmm. And the la- the very final point was on a challenge. Mm-hmm. So everything had to go right for Nebraska. They just got really lucky, and there was. They had 44 attack errors, which is unreal. Like, so not good. <laughs> what's normal? Like, what's a normal, like, Nebraska number? Um, Maybe, like, 27 to 32 range. Mm-hmm. Like, they knocked it out of the park with a lot of hitting errors, and they still found a way to win. So I, I think it does give them a, a little hope, especially if they have to see each other again. Like, they have done it. There is a way to do it. And Nebraska didn't play nearly their best. So there is – this is a very high ceiling for this team, but I don't feel like recently that they're peaking, that they are playing the best that they could. They – at the beginning of the season, especially against Stanford, that was their best performance in my opinion. Hmm. Um, just as a whole, and that really set the tone for the whole season. That got the number one seed, if you really want to look at it. I mean, when you sweep Stanford in Palo Alto, oh, yeah. I mean, that had to be like the ultimate bump right there for Nebraska. Yeah, it was actually a four-set win, but it was huge for this team, especially because the last you know, several seasons, I think last three, Stanford beat them, and they got – it was a very bad loss in Lincoln the time before, and they'd never beat Stanford on their home court before so just that was a huge win for them and of course both teams I think have grown a lot and learned a lot since then um if they were to meet again it would be a very different matchup and Nebraska's found more of a rhythm and they know who they are so and Wisconsin has Purdue Penn State and Marquette all on their side of the bracket right Mm. I mean that's they might not even make it there I mean they have to go through teams that have played them already Yes, and Penn State and Purdue beat them. Both of them did. And they played Marquette to it. Was that a was that a sweep or was that, that a close was match? Five. I want to say five sets. That was a close one. And that's a rival. That's their Creighton. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Marquette is the Creighton of Wisconsin. You and, know? Oh, Sean, um, showing some depth over there. I could be wrong, but I think I that was still. a huge. That that was a huge crowd, and didn't they play it like in the Bucks? Yeah. Where the Bucks oh, God, yeah. Was that, that the record? Well, that would have been a that record. That was the indoor record. Okay. I think they set another indoor record after they had the previous one. So, um, yeah, those three teams are huge. And I heard that the locker room, when Nebraska's name was announced, you know they're excited. But when they heard that Penn State was in Wisconsin's bracket, there was a bigger cheer. Hmm. hmm. So, um, they hmm. that is important. But also during those two losses for Wisconsin to Penn State and Purdue – one of their best players, Anna Schmack, was out, and that was huge. They changed around their whole lineup. Um, so that's something to watch now, and she's back, and she's doing very well. <laughs> who's the biggest threat in Nebraska's region, and who's your final four, and who's your champion? Good grief. We're going to hold, hold you to all this, Abby. Yep. Okay, Come on, Abby. Make your picks. Okay, the biggest threat, I'm going to go with Kentucky mm. because – um, not only are they the number two seed, but they they've gotten a lot better and they've the figured it out. Testing. And yeah, and they have like really good players. I they might have had like five players on the all conference team. Mm. Um, but 
when Nebraska played them, even though it was a sweep, John Cook was like, I think they're going to win the SEC. That is a really good team. And they that's won the really SEC. Yeah. So um, I think that's going to be the biggest one. Final four. For them. And then the final four, um, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Stanford, and then I don't know. So three ones. Maybe, oh. Let's go with four ones, Abby. Well, I don't – the interesting one, I'm pretty sure like the bottom left bracket, it mm-hmm. has Pitt and Louisville, mm-hmm. and they are like conference – foes and mm-hmm. they've they split the conference um like they have each beat each other one time so i think it might come down to those two okay creighton and, and louisville could square off in a sweet 16 match that'll be an interesting yeah. match and you've got some familiarity there with the coaches obviously with danny busboom kelly and Kristen booth mm-hmm. and also that second round could be creighton and minnesota which would be mm. That's a, a wild a, a second really round good, game. Yeah, a really good match, but also a tough draw for Creighton, for sure. And they're hosting in Omaha, correct? Yes, correct. Gosh, never take for granted. Never take for granted that what we're talking about here, that it would be a shocking development if Nebraska doesn't make the Final Four. And it, it's not always going to be like that. It's, yeah. It just can't be. I mean, we've learned it in football. Don't take it for granted. And they'll host in the th- um, third and fourth round, and then the Final Four is in Tampa, and you have to think that they're just – thousands of nebraska fans that will migrate to tampa yes 100. and i know a lot of media members that have already booked their plane tickets in their hotels actually after um, nebraska beat wisconsin everyone's like well book your flights we're going to tampa <laughs> interesting so uh yeah it will be a shock if they don't make it to the final that's four amazing to say that about a program i um i expect them to make the championship as well well it should be fun abby's gonna have Full coverage throughout the weekend. Uh, regionals will be in Lincoln. The Huskers play Friday and Saturday, correct, Abby? Yes, sir. 7 o'clock uh, both nights? Yes. So Abby, did you say who's winning it? Who's a champion? Uh, I think it will be Nebraska-Wisconsin. Okay. And? <laughs> call it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want to pick Wisconsin, you can pick Wisconsin. It's I mean, fine. You're not I, the only one. I th- you I lean Wisconsin. I lean Wisconsin for sure, but I feel like w- once there's so much at stake, hopefully both teams is what you always want will play their best. In Nebraska, they haven't gotten to play their best in a while now, okay. so hopefully they can find a way to peak. And John Cook is very good at getting guys, his teams to peak at the right time. That's on ABC this year. The finals. Wow. Yeah, so on Sunday. We'll we'll get a true television rating barometer. It's one thing to put the final on ESPN or ESPN2. You throw that puppy on the three-letter ABC. Mm. We'll see what that does compared to the basketball. Now, Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese was a phenomenon. You know, but what will it do ratings-wise pre-Caitlin Clark game mm-hmm. for, for volleyball? Because we've seen what it did on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And it, Big could, number. It, it could put up a huge number if Nebraska, Wisconsin. I'm sure ABC's rooting for that final. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely cap off a big year of setting world records and attendance records across all all the volleyball sports at every level well thank you abby and uh looking forward to your coverage this weekend thanks guys all right uh that wraps it up here for this week's edition of the husker online show uh, we'll have husker on the headlines as well later this week as steve sip and i will recap the week we'll hear from coach rule wednesday so we'll have more from coach rule oh, as well uh, so it should be a lot to stick with on HuskerOnline.com. For Abby Barmore, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, I'm Sean Callahan. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.